Hello, and welcome to Encountering God Ministries. I'm your host, Tom and Sarah, and um, I want to invite you to go ahead and to check out our website, which is EncounteringGodMinistries.org. It just went live. I'm really excited about where it's going and, and what's going to be happening through it. Um, you can check out some blogs on there. It's also going to have some e-courses coming up. We're working on those webinars. Uh, we'll be having those things involved into that website. And I want to tell you really that this is probably the most exciting time that we have as a ministry and that my purpose is to encourage you to build you up and to, and to draw you closer to Jesus. And that is what my desire is to strengthen you and to, and to really just speak into your purpose. So go ahead and just check out the website. Thank you for joining me again on my podcast. Um, and, and yeah, God bless you. Luke's gospel. We're going to go to Luke's gospel and I'm going to read a couple passages in here. And as you're turning to Luke, now obviously I'm in the Passion Translation. If you don't have the Passion Chance Translation, Bible Gateway um, has it for free, as well as um, uh, the, the, the Life Bible app the, um, that, that's out there. So Jesus is just is just going nuts here. He, he really, really wants to be able to... Um, to bless people. And um, and so what I want to talk about here is, first of all, we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. Both of these passages are in Luke 5. They're kind of like right after each other. One thing I like about the book of Luke is that Luke kind of keeps everything in, in chronological order. And um, as he did a lot of study to, to, to write his gospel, he took the writings of Matthew, took the writings of Mark, um, you know, and then he wrote the book of Acts as well. He was a historian. And at the beginning of Luke, it says, to you, honorable Theophilus. Now, um, I personally believe that I don't necessarily know, I can't find a history account of a guy by the name of Theophilus. So I think Luke was writing actually to the lovers of God, the, um, uh, the, the, those, uh, God's people that love him is basically what the name Theophilus stands for or is translated into. So, um, so Luke 5, and we'll start with verse 12. One day while Jesus was ministering in a certain city, he came upon a man covered with leprous sores. And when the man recognized Jesus, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet and begged to be healed, saying, if you are willing, you could completely heal me. Now, Jesus reached out and touched him and said, of course, I'm willing to heal you. And now you will be healed. And instantly the leprous sores were healed and his skin was made smooth. You can also find this at the beginning of Luke chapter, or sorry, Matthew chapter 8. Jesus said, tell no one what has happened, but go to the priest and show him you've been healed and show, um, and to show that you are purified, make an offering for cleansing, uh, just as Moses commanded, and you will become a living testimony to them. Now here's the best part. I held up. Here's the best part about this scenario. Jesus is not about um I want to say this carefully. Jesus is not about personal vic- uh, glorification. He doesn't want to glorify himself. He wants to glorify God. The spirit glorifies Jesus. Jesus will glorify at on the cross. He will glorify God on the cross. 
Jesus is not about people trying to make him famous. Jesus is about wanting God to be famous. And that's where, uh, that's, that, that's where this is at. Now hear this. He says, tell no one what has happened. Okay. Now, uh, you know, I want to be careful when I say this because I love testimonies and I love having documented records of people being healed. I love that. Um, but there are people that I see a lot of that are all about showing what they did to heal that person as opposed to showing um, <clears throat> showing Jesus as the healer. Because Jesus is the healer, right? We get a part in it. We, we get to have the honor of being a part of it. But it's not about you. It's about him. God places his anointing on his vessels. All right. And, 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 and then people get healed. That's what I loved about Catherine Coleman. She never laid hands on a person, anybody for healing. You know, that, that was her thing. She called it out, uh, from the pulpit. She, she would say, I, I, I see, I see God doing something in the, in the, uh, wheel, wheelchair second, section. I see there's people getting healed of their backs in this section. There's God's healing eyes in the balcony. This is what she did. And I kind of believe that we let Jesus have this opportunity to glorify himself through you, that we can glorify God through Jesus. Okay. And, um, and, and here's the reason why. If you go to Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 10, I want to read this. And this is, you know, this is just an aside. It's not a rabbit trail, but it's just an aside. And um, actually, it's it's not in Matthew. It's in Luke, it's in John, uh, the twelfth, the fourteenth chapter, John fourteen. Well, he says, "I tell you a timeless truth." I love this. I tell you a timeless truth. Of course, I'm in Luke fourteen. Makes sense. John fourteen. I want to read this because it's important. Okay. He says uh, in John 14, 12, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me. Remember your authority in fa of faith. Your authority of faith comes from your, your trusting the one who is faithful. You're trusting the one who made the promise. Jesus always keeps his promise and, and it's based upon this. Okay. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. I love it. Even greater miracles than these because I go to my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me when you ask me in my name. What that means, you know, and we've talked about this before. But what that means is that if you ask anything and it's contained in Jesus' character, he will do it. Okay? And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. That's how he does it. So what you do is you you do the greater things than Jesus did through the power of the Holy Spirit. And what you want to do is glorify God. Their life will glorify. And I love how he says this here. He says, show that you're purified, make an offering for your cleansing, just as Moses commanded. And then he said, you will become a living testimony to them. It's not just words. It's your life. 
It's not just words that Jesus healed. Hey, Jesus healed me of leprosy. It's his life. He, he's a walking testimony. Hey, wasn't this the leper? Wasn't this the guy that did this? Wasn't this the guy that that um, uh, was 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 we had to avoid? And then then he says this after this miracle, verse fifteen of Luke five. After this miracle, the news about Jesus spread even farther. Massive crowds continually gathered to hear him speak and to be healed from their illnesses. But Jesus often often slipped away from them and went to the wilderness to pray. This is important. Why are you in your wilderness? Why did Jesus put you in your wilderness? Why are you in a wilderness? Sometimes you got to get away from people to pray because it's so important that you realize that you have to get away to pray. You know, uh, I had an incident a few years ago uh, in, in 2017, 2018, uh, where, where, where people kept coming to me and they had issues, they had problems, they had, they had torments that they were going through. And I carried those things with me wherever I went. And it was really, really hard because, um, I never took the time to get away from them. And I never was able to go, listen, just a second. I'm just going to go away to pray. People came to be healed from Jesus by Jesus, and he often slipped away from them to go to the wilderness to pray. If you don't do that as a minister of the gospel, if you don't do that, you're going to find yourself in some serious uh, quandaries. You're going to have you're going to have some serious problems. Your your spirit, your soul, and your body will will falter, and eventually you're going to crash, and you're going to have a nervous breakdown. If you don't have a maintenance thing in your life for 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 life and for hope, you're gonna you're gonna go nuts. Literally, that's what happened to me. It took me, you know, it took me until the middle of nineteen in order to get healed of that thing. Okay, and I've been walking in healing since because I spend the time to get away. You know, so I can listen to people. As they share, as they talk, as they cry, whatever it is, I can listen to them and I don't have a problem with it because I take time not to carry it myself. It's not for me to carry. It's for me to pass on to Jesus. Okay? So Jesus uh, went away to the wilderness to pray. And one day the Pharisees came and you know, and you know the rest of the story. And they carried a, uh, and, and some men came to Jesus carrying a, a paraplegic man on a stretcher. They attempted to bring him into this place. Uh, and passed the crowd to set him down in front of Jesus. But because there were so many crowding the door, they had no way to bring him inside. So they crawled to the roof, dug their way through the roof tiles, and lowered the man, <laughs> stretcher and all, into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing the demonstration of their faith, Jesus said to the paralegic, Man, my friend, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> I love it. Can you just picture this? You just have a house. It's $250,000, $400,000 house. And Jesus is your guest. And your house is totally crowded. I mean, if you can picture uh, Bonnie Bray House uh, in L.A. just before the Azusa Street Revival, uh, or as it broke out. Um, somebody going to the top because they needed to get this guy healed. Somebody going to the, tearing out the tiles, te tearing out the roofing, 
the shingles and 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 digging out a hole in the roof and putting them down there. Somebody's got to replace that roof. <laughs> How did the owners of that people deal with that? I don't know of that of that place deal with it. So they dug their way. Jesus, seeing the the Bible says, seeing the demonstration of their faith. It wasn't just oh I believe. They demonstrated it. The woman who had the issue of blood, she demonstrated it. She demonstrated this uh, th this faith by reaching out and touching the hem of his garment, the tassel. These people demonstrated faith by, you know something? I don't care. I'm just going to, I'll fix the roof later. I want to get this guy healed. And seeing it, he looked at the man and said, your sins are forgiven. Which the Pharisees went ballistic. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, he says, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free or, or has liberated me from the law of what? Sin and death. And that includes sickness. That includes diseases. That includes nervous uh, issues, nerve issues like cerebral palsy, um, autism, um, you know, brain trauma, uh, heart disease, all this stuff, coronavirus, everything has to submit to Jesus. Jesus is bigger than this. Jesus is totally bigger than this. They got mad and, and one of them said, Who, what are you talking about? How could you speak such blasphemy? Only God can forgive sins. Does he think he is God? This is like what they're doing. And they didn't say it out loud, but Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to him, why do you argue in your hearts over what I do and think that it is blasphemy? Let me ask you, which is easier to prove? When I say your sins are forgiven or when I say stand up, carry your stretcher and walk, Jesus turned to the paraplegic man and said to prove to you that all that I, the son of man, have the lawful authority on earth to forgive sins. I say to you now, stand up, carry your stretcher and go home for you are healed. And instantly the man rose right before the, their eyes. He stood, picked up a stretcher, went home, giving God all the glory with every step he took. And the people were seized with astonishment and dumbfounded over what they had just witnessed. And they all praised God, remarking over and over, incredible, what an unbelievable miracle we saw today. All right? Now hear this. I'm just going to say this in, in passing. I don't have any proof for this, but I'm just going to say it. Um, I believe that we're coming up to Matthew now, which is my favorite portion of uh, other than the crucifixion it's one of my favorite stories in the bible Fa favorite uh, i shouldn't say story but favorite um, detail of the bible for me and and here it is i bet you matthew was not busy that day at all because everybody's at this house i'm willing to bet that matthew shut down to go check what was going on I'm willing to bet that Matthew was there and watched this. I don't have any proof. It's just a thought. Okay. Now, afterward, Jesus went out. I mean, like, I don't know. How did you get out of the house? I have no idea. Uh, and looked for a man named Matthew. He was purposeful in looking for Matthew. He was not afraid of Matthew. He was purposeful in looking for the man named Matthew. And he said to him, uh, he found him sitting in his tax booth, for he was a tax collector. And Jesus said to him, be my disciple and follow me. Matthew just says it very simply. Jesus walked up to him and said, follow me. 
Okay? I don't know how long it took Jesus to get rid of the people out of the house. Somehow Matthew got back to his booth because the people were dispersing and people still had to pay their taxes. Matthew, a very rich man. Jesus went out and the Bible says he looked for a man named Matthew. He found him sitting in a tax booth where he was a tax collector. Very rich man. Jesus said to him, be my disciple and follow me. That very moment, now listen, Matthew didn't even hesitate. Matthew got up, left everything behind and followed him. And then Matthew wanted to throw a banquet to honor Jesus. So he invited Jesus into his home for dinner along with many tax collectors and other notable, notable sinners. While they were all sitting together at the table, the Jewish leaders and experts of the law complained to Jesus' disciples, why do you defile yourselves with eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? Doesn't Jesus know what's wrong with that? And Jesus overheard their complaining and said, who goes out to the doctor, uh, who, who goes to the doctor for a cure? Those who are well or those who are sick? I have not come to call the righteous, but to call those who fail to measure up and bring them to repentance. Okay? Jesus is not interested in the religious spirit. He doesn't care about the religious spirit. He doesn't care about religion. He cares about relationship. And if you don't want him, he'll just go right on by you. He'll pursue you, but he, he's not going to beg you to follow him. He has done everything he, he could to get you to follow him. And even now, there's somebody watching this by chance. You're just watching this and you realize that God has been calling you for years and years and years. And somebody in a church has discouraged you and has, and has um, ripped you of the joy of being in relationship with Jesus. And they tried to control your life. And Jesus is saying, come back now. Please come back. He's calling you right now. He's not begging you, but he's calling you. He's calling you. And God is wanting you to return to him. It's amazing. I see a young gal, probably in her early 20s right now. I just, I just see this gal. And, and you've been running and you've been going back into, your, into the cycle that you've been involved in for all these years. And, and, and I see this right now. That Jesus wants to set you free. Jesus has been calling you and it's your time for freedom. I want to just mention a couple more things here. You have to understand something about Matthew. He's rejected. Everybody hates him. He's rich. Probably has to hide when he's going to work so he doesn't get beat up. I don't know if his parents disowned him or not. This man is a Jew and works with the Romans. Protected by the Romans. Works for them, gets paid by the Romans. I don't know if he's defrauded anybody. I tend to think not. I mean, Jesus would have brought it up, right? <clears throat> or he would have brought it up. I think he was very honest in his tax collecting. It was just a bit job for him. 
and he, you know, and, and I think he did a good job. In fact, I wonder if he was the guy that that counted the, the <laughs> counted the people at the feeding of the 5,000 and the 4,000. Somebody had to count. Somebody had to count. I have to tell you something. There is a calling that you have. There's something that you're really good at that Jesus wants to use in this end time revival, in this end time awakening that's about to happen. In the third great awakening, which is bigger than the third world war, God needs your talent. Maybe you're creative. Maybe you're an actor. Maybe you're... Uh, maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're really, really good with a camera. Maybe you're one of those uh, f uh, photographic artists. Maybe you're you're a painter, an oil, acrylic, uh, or water painter. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you love to write sonnets. Maybe you just are, and people just are drawn to you. God needs all of us. God needs all of us. And he wants to use us, and it's time. And he's he's taken even even lepers. He's taken even lepers, and he's taken tax collectors. You know, it's amazing. Jesus touched the leper. I'm debating if I should share the story of John G. Lake. Um, uh, no, I won't. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about. We'll talk about that another time. I mean, everybody knows the story of John G. Lake putting the disease, putting the plague on his hand, and it would die on his hand as they looked at it under the microscope. Jesus didn't get leprosy from touching the man. However, Jesus was despised because he loved him. He was despised because he loved a tax collector. He was despised because he felt comfortable hanging around tax collectors and sinners. He was comfortable hanging around everybody, man. So we're going to end there. But I wanted to, to say this before I go. And that is that you are in a position right now, all of you, those of you who are listening, those of you who are watching, you're all in a position right now where Jesus wants to get a hold of you. Look at me in the eyes. Jesus wants to get a hold of you. He wants you to see how much he loves you. He wants you to see that, that, that there's nothing in your past that he can't work, work with. He'll get rid of it, man. The hurts, the anxieties, the pains. Hey, Lance. He's working through all of this. And he wants to take you to a deeper place in his love. He wants to take you to a place where you're not going to look back anymore. But because he loves you so much, he's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And he's going to take you to places and and literally he's going to, um, as somebody shared with me, they, they saw a, a, a dumpster truck, one of those garbage trucks that took, takes a dumpster out, takes the old, brings in a new one. 
And the same thing with you. The stuff you've done, the blood of Jesus covers. And when it's full, he takes it out. And, and once you deal with it, he just takes the old one out and he gives you a new one to put in the new stuff. You're not a failure. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And he loves you. And his blood paid for you. Well, anyway, that's all we're going to do today. I'm going to do a little worship a little later on. Um, and um, yeah, so God bless you. Again, go to uh, EncounteringGodMinistries.org. It's my website. We just launched it last week. Um, I have a book coming out. It's called Breakdown to Breakthrough and uh, with, with a subtitle of My Journey to Soul Health. And, and I believe it's, it's going to be a blessing to you when it does come out. Um, just pray for the finances for that to be published. And then uh, we'll get her done. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you the next time. God is amazing and he never stops. <laughs>